The second half of childhood, otherwise known as these teen and tween adolescent years, is really riddled with change, growth, letting go and holding on, and a lot of really big life decisions. And there are five very specific needs that every person has. And during these massive transition teen years, which, by the way, are also massive brain development years, uh, these needs are really screaming to be met, but most do not even know that they have them. So unfortunately, the result is that a lot of our youth are chasing their worth in many ways that are not going to serve them. The person that gives them attention, finally, they start chasing or popularity, the grades, the people pleasing, the chameleon identity that shifts between crowds, perfectionism. You get the point. So these five needs are mapped out and you are given four simple ways to fill them just at home in the five needs guides I put together for you. So just go to NellieHarden.com slash five needs. Now that's the number five and then needs all lowercase and download today so you can start to see what your child looks like when they get to walk in a truer, more assured version of themselves when these needs are being being met. So that again is NellieHarden.com slash five needs. Go download today. Hello and welcome to the 6570 Family Project Podcast. If you are a parent of a tween, teen, or somewhere on the way, this is exactly the place for you. This is the playground for parents who want to raise their kids with intention, strength, and joy come and hear all the discussions, get all the tactics and have lots of laughs along the way. We will dive into the real challenges in raising kids today, how to show up as parents and teach your kids how to show up as members of the family and individuals of the world. My name is Nellie Harden, big city girl turned small town, sip an iced tea on the front porch mama who loves igniting transformation in the hearts and minds of families by helping them build self-led discipline and leadership that elevates the family experience and sets the kids up with a rock-solid foundation they can launch their life on all before they ever leave home. This is the 6570 Family Project. Let's go. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the 6570 Family Project Podcast. And in this podcast, we are really working to put aside the power struggles all that time and and wasted energy, right? And find the path toward leading our young women toward the worth, esteem, and confidence that they really need to step into the world with respect for themselves and others and a growing wisdom, that foundation that we are setting right here so that they are set up to be a successful adult in whatever unique capacity that they have, right? And today I want to talk with you a little bit about how we can even begin to walk with our teen or tween daughter, that second half of childhood. So we're talking like ages 9 to 18, 9, 10, 11. We're going through that great transition, right, from uh, first half of childhood to second half. And when they start to face these emotional storms, and if you haven't faced one yet, first of all, I would be shocked. But second of all, if you haven't faced one yet, it is coming, right? It is nearly impossible. I would say impossible, but I'm going to say nearly impossible, um, just in case there's that outlier out there, right? To go through 
the the adolescent period, that growth, that that growing experience, right? Without having an emotional storm. Now, the question is, as their parent, when you're seeing this, you are their parent, you are their architect, right? So an architect plans, designs, and builds, and we are planning, designing, and building the beginning of someone else's life. I have four daughters of my own at home that are soon to be within the month, oh my goodness, um, all like official quote unquote teenagers, because right now I have a 17 year old. I have twins that are 14, about to be uh, 15 next month. And I have a 12 year old about to be 13 next month. So yes, October is a crazy time in our household because four out of the six of us have birthdays within three days of one another. So it gets a little crazy uh, mid-October around our house. And we just celebrated my husband's birthday yesterday. And then we have my oldest daughter, who's a way outlier. She is literally the half birthday and vice versa. Um, So uh, she's in April. So her birthday is the half birthday of all of us, and um, our our birthday month is the half birthday of her. So it works out. But anyway, my point being, there's going to be these emotional storms that are coming through. And that's what I hear from so many of you. Like, I, don't, I didn't even know what to do. She came in, she was broken down, and she was just, you know, in hysterics, or she closed the door and didn't want to come out. Or you could just see that she was emotionally turned off, right? It comes, it manifests in a lot of different ways, but it's still an emotional storm. So, you know, we have um, an idea that when we're in this moment, like this is the way it's going to be, especially when we're that age, uh, when we're going through that, when we are in adolescence, because it feels like whatever is happening right now is going to last forever and it's never going to change. Partly because their brain is under construction, it's under development. They don't know how to see and visualize the future unless they practice that. And another part of that is they just are young. They haven't seen enough season changes to know that the season always changes, if you know what I mean. So it won't last forever. And you will see the other side to this. I live on the coast in uh, North Carolina in the United States. So we have hurricanes, right? Uh, When I was younger, lived in the Midwest, we had tornadoes. Uh, Now I live on the coast, we have hurricanes. And at some point it will pass, although when you're in it, it feels like it will last forever. And like a hurricane though, there is some prep work to do beforehand. And then there's some stuff to do in the storm as well as it's really going down. And that's the same for an emotional storm too. So for storm prep, um, which I'm not going to spend a lot of time here right now because I want to talk to you about what to do in the storm, okay? But for storm prep, that is done long before the storm happens, right? You you get your storm shutters up, you're doing this and that. Well, in parenting, what that looks like is building 
truth and trust. It is that connection, right? You need connection before you can have communication so that you can bring clarity. And so building that truth and trust relationship, which takes that practice of uh, vision and discipline and vulnerability and resilience and all of those things that I really dive deep into with um, my community and and my clients in uh, Map to Maturity and Crew, which are the programs that I run. But all of that to say that those are conversations and that that are a lot more than just how are you fine, right? The F word, fine. And there's value fences and you, you understand one another. You can communicate with one another because you know each other's personalities. You know each other's learning tendencies. So you can break through those walls that so easily get erected uh, when they come home from school or something um, goes awry, right? Something doesn't go as planned and all of a sudden there's a wall. Well, when when you're working and building that truth and trust, you know how to get through the walls. You know where the door is, right? So you're not beating yourself up against those walls, but you know where the door is and to come in. That's where that connection piece comes in. But we're not going to focus so much um, there right now because I focus there um, in other episodes and also in uh, our community. But what I do want to focus in on is she comes in, he comes in, right? Uh, I deal mostly, if if any of you have been listening to me uh, for any amount of time, you know that I deal mostly with um, parents that have teen and tween daughters, second half of childhood. So I'm just going to say she, but it could be anyone. Most everything that we do in here, of course, can apply to all of your kids. Um, I especially specialize in young women. I've just been uh, uniquely set up in that way. I have four of them myself. I was one of them myself. like to think I still am a young woman, uh, but I was one going through adolescence as well. I serve the community of young women and our brain developments are just different as well. Where the emotional centers are, the, the frontal cortex and how that is developed developing and all of those things are just a little bit different. But like I said, almost everything that we go in here can be applied to both, including what we're going to go over today. So they come in, they're having an emotional storm. And like I said, that could manifest and look like a bunch of different things. It could look like, hey, how was school? Fine. Go up to the room, close the door. It could look like coming in, dropping the backpack and then melting on the floor. It could in, in just like exhaust, uh, right? They're just so exhausted. It could look like them coming in and they've been so strong all day. They take one look at you and all of a sudden the, the tears well up and they start crying, right? Because they finally have that place that they can be vulnerable, right? I'm sure that uh, you've seen that happen too. It could look like anger, right? It could look like anger. That's, that is how it's expressing itself on the outside. I just went through an entire workshop last week about how behavior is the end point of so much more that's happening in the brain. And so just trying to take care of the behavior is not, is, is just putting a bandaid over something or just taking care of those very surface symptoms, right? We're not taking care of what's actually happening inside. So like I said, it can manifest in many different ways, but we've talked a lot about the five C's for a good conversation, right? But we need a little bit more specifics when we're going through the storm, right? The five C's that is uh, be calm, curious, connect, cultivate, and clarity. And I've walked through um, many of those in previous episodes, but 
this could look like um, those those five C's are really good for those conversations that are like, Hey mom, um, I have a question or you're asking, uh, her or them, uh, your son or daughter, right? Hey, um, so-and-so I have a question I need to ask you. I saw this, or I got a letter from your teacher, or, um, I heard this from, uh, you know, your friend's mom or whatever that is, right. Those are good for, or just sitting around and talking about anything. Those are good for those. Right. But in this conversation today, we're talking about these like cat three level hurricanes at home. We kind of have a, an underlying rule that if a hurricane comes, if it's a cat category, if it's cat one or two, we maybe probably will stay if it's a cat three or more, we evacuate, right? So we're talking here in our discussion today about these cat three hurricane level emotional uh, storms that most people run away from, but you are going to stay because you are the architect. You are planning, designing, and building the beginning of someone else's life. And if you abandon ship and you evacuate right now, Who's going to stay? Who's going to stay in here, right? Remember their five needs. And if you haven't downloaded that, please, please, please go download the uh, five needs document. It's at nellieharden.com slash five needs. You're going to want to get your, uh, and that's a five is in the number five, um, five needs. You're going to want to get your hands on that. But uh, the five needs are to be seen, heard, love, belong, and purpose, right? And all in that document, I teach you easy ways that you can be doing that on a daily basis to build that truth and trust like we were talking about earlier. But if you abandon, if you evacuate there, they are not being seen and heard. They don't feel loved. They certainly don't feel belonging. And purpose, honestly, is way out of the realm right now because they're in a, they're, are in an emotional storm. Wow. That was a lot to say. Okay. But there is one definite similarity to the, the normal, you know, conversations, even the hard conversations and the emotional storm. And that is that you, 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 you have to be calm, right? Um, think about it. You know, if they are in a, in a storm and they're out in the middle of the ocean, they don't feel like they have anything to hold on to and you throw them a lifeline, right? That lifeline is there. They grab onto it and it's like, Oh, something, something is here to help me. Right. If you throw that lifeline out there and it is filled with spikes and more things that can hurt them, i.e. you also not being calm, it's not going to help them. It's not going to be the lifesaver for them. And if our job is to build design, uh, design plan and build, right? And help them grow, be their guide in the first half of childhood, we're doing that for them. Second half, we're doing it with them because this is their adult education arena in the second half of childhood. We need to give them something that will actually help them, right? Okay, so be calm. And if you can't calm them down right away, that's okay. They're going through something. They are in a storm and use that perspective in your head. You are the lifeline. They are in the storm. Okay. And really acknowledge that you see them, that you hear them. Yes. I see what you're going to do. Do not do what I call like they're the, the three horsemen of the apocalypse of, um, uh, communication, right? So do not dismiss them. Do not ignore them. Do not mock them, right? That is just a dagger. When they are in a storm and you're mocking, that is a dagger. 
Uh, do not be sarcastic. This is not the place in time for sarcasm and do not interrupt. I'm going to say those one more time. Do not dismiss, ignore, mock, be sarcastic or interrupt. Those will automatically shut you, shut the door on any possibilities you have to help. If you do those things, then you, that you are telling them and they are seeing this isn't the lifeline that you need. You need to go find something else, right? Or you, what it's going to tell them either you need to go find something else, or it's going to say, there's nothing out there for you. Nothing will save you. Neither one of those are, are something that you want your child to hear or to tell themselves. So be reassuring and you, uh, you know, you are okay. I have you right. This is not all on your shoulders. I have you not reassuring in it's fine. Everything's going to be fine. Right. Because they won't hear that. They are not in a place where they feel like anything is going to be fine. In fact, they are in a place where they feel like nothing is ever going to be the same again. And in some cases that might be very true. So what they need to hear is that reassuring you're okay. I have you, this is not all on you. I am right here and that I, I am going to help shoulder this burden with you. Okay. Let's talk, let's figure out what's going on, but I'm right here. Okay. Eye contact, super important during this time. Okay. And then we have that you want to acknowledge, right? You want to validate, you want to empathize with them. So empathize. So empathy and sympathy are two different things. And if you have never heard that before, I think one of the most profound golden pieces of Brene Brown, and that's to say a lot because Brene Brown has just a treasure trove of gold in, uh, in, um, personal development and relationship development and how to be there for people, how to show up all of that. Highly recommend her. Um, I spent 18 months of my life so far. I hope to do more in the future too, but I've spent 18 months of my life really diving into her work, working in her programs and things. And it was so transformative for myself and my work, but she has a video out there that I will put down in the notes, um, in this, uh, in this podcast. And it really very, very, very clearly talks about the difference between empathy and sympathy and how empathy is where you need to be in this connection, right? Connect, communicate clarity. You will not be able to give them clarity to be their guide, to help them through this storm. If you don't have communication and you can't have the door open for communication, if you don't have empathy in there. Okay. So acknowledge, validate. I'm here for you. Um, you don't have to do this alone. I am right here. Right. And so empathy, uh, watch the video, but to give you an idea is like crawling down into the pit with them, bringing a ladder with you and bringing a light with you. They're down in the pit. They're down in the darkness. Right. And it's not just peeking your head over and saying, Hey, that looks pretty terrible down there. So sorry about that. It's going down there with them, but you are bringing the supplies to bring light to the situation and get yourselves back out. Okay. Make sense. Um, they've fallen, you're bringing a ladder. And so connect to something in you 
that connects to them and just be there. So this is where vulnerability that you've been practicing, hopefully, but if not, this is where it really comes into place too. They're going through something and you have to connect to something in you so you can understand them and what they're going through. And you can see their perspective and really take that and accept it into you. Every single person on this planet has a different perspective. Every single one. There are almost 8 billion people. There are almost 8 billion perspectives, not to mention all of those that have passed before us, right? And so if we can see their perspective, have them talk, right? Have them uh, help us understand what's going on, but connect to that through our vulnerability, you're uh, opening the door that much more for of communication in order to have the license to bring clarity later on. So uh, when you bring that life-saving ring into the water, it is just there for them to connect and hold on to, right? You aren't there. The, the safety ring when uh, they're in the storm and they put that out there. I just watched a actually it just popped in my head just today. I watched somebody um, that was in a theme park and hit their head or something going down a slide and someone had to go out there and rescue them. But first they threw out the ring so that person could hold on to it. And it was not intimidating. It wasn't telling them what to do. It was just there for them to hold on to right connection. So, and then you want to give them the reins to the solution. If something can be changed, sometimes it cannot. I've lived through enough tragedies in my life to know that many times nothing can be changed. It can only be accepted. And those are really, really, really hard times, right? And death, of course, is one of those that is obvious. Um, I've, I've been through so many deaths in my family. When I was a kid, I actually... I mean, it sounds dark, but it was just my way of processing. I actually had this like spiral notebook of obituaries that I would write just personally after I came home from so-and-so's funeral and -and so-and-so's funeral, both young and old and sick and accidents and um, uh, expected and unexpected, all the things. And I would just keep these. And it was my way of just kind of accepting what was going on. Right. And um, so anyway, that acceptance and giving them the reins to the solution. If something can be changed, how do you want to handle this? Right. Or acceptance if it cannot and brainstorm the pivots that are coming. So how do you, how do you want to handle this? What do you think um, should happen? Right. How do you think this can be resolved and approached? Um, Or if it can't be okay. So what do you feel like is going to change now? How do you feel about that? right? What do you need me to do? Do you have any idea yet? And if you don't, that's okay. I'm just curious. Is there anything that I can do right now in order to help you in this pivot? No. Okay. Then I'll just be here. Okay. And note here too, this is not always the stem of something bad. I think this is really important for um, people to realize especially parents, it's not, these emotional storms are not always from something bad. Sometimes it could be a good thing too, but good things also come with grief, like any transition, right? There's a breakup that really needed to happen. And maybe your child even knew that it needed to happen, but there's still a grief process in there. 
right? There's moving away. Maybe your family is moving somewhere and it's a really good move and it's going to be so great, but there's still a grief process. Maybe your child is moving away. Maybe it's toward the end of the 65, 70 and they are moving away, or you are in a split home and maybe they are going to live with a different parent, right? Or go stay with them for an extended amount of time. It comes with a grief process. Maybe they're just going away on a trip. Maybe they're going away to camp. Maybe it's just a sleepover for the night, but all of those things come with a transition related grief that comes with it. Uh, a friend of mine ages ago, um, was getting married and my husband was actually officiating the ceremony and we had seen them, uh, maybe about three months before the wedding. Um, and she was just so frazzled, right? So good. She was so excited to get married, but all the stuff of the wedding, right? And you all know all the wedding stuff and not to mention then dealing with the family dramas and all of these things. And she got really, really sick. And I've, I've worked in, um, uh, wellness and, uh, discipline, um, uh, creating good disciplines around wellness and all of that. Uh, and that's what I was working in back in that time. And I remember talking with a colleague of ours and she was saying, you know, even good stress is stress. And the body doesn't know the difference because even good transitions come with all of this array of emotional baggage. And you guys know that and you've been there, but sometimes as a parent, you see your child going into this really exciting thing and then they're freaking out or they're closing the door or they're shutting down or they're melting down or their emotional switch is being turned off or they're being really snippy with you, right? You're like, why are you doing this? You have this really great thing happening. What are you doing, right? You're sabotaging yourself. You're being rude, even though this great thing is happening or what have you however it manifests for them and your family, but it's because there is transition grief happening in there too. So good transition has it, bad transition has it. So remember that it takes one person to be open and honest uh, with them and believe in them, just one person. And as the architect, that can be you. And if it can't be you for one reason or another, I'm not going to joke with myself and say that you are always going to be the answer to whatever problem they're going through. That's not necessarily true, but you can help them find who that person is, right? It, it, if it's not you, it doesn't have to be anti you. Okay. I hope that makes sense. If it's not you, you can help them find who that is. Maybe it's a counselor. Maybe it's a therapist. Maybe it's a friend. Maybe it is somebody else. I don't know. It could be a plethora of people, but if it's you or if it's not you, it doesn't have to be against you. You're still helping them. You are still that person. Okay. Still the architect. Okay, you guys, I hope I've given you some nuggets of wisdom today. I would love to hear your thoughts on this. Please um, find me on social. I'm at Nellie Harden on Insta or uh, um, at Nellie.Harden on Facebook. And I would love to hear your thoughts on this. What really jumped out to you today? DM me, let me know, uh, you know, a nugget about you um, and let me know how this hit you today. Uh, I can't wait to hear from you. And remember next week, we'll be back with another episode. Uh, and I always say, and I always want you to remember too, the best way to change the world is through one living room at a time. And the best way to set your child up for success is one day at a time. 
Okay, guys, I hope you have a wonderful week and I will talk to you next week. Thank you so much for listening today. And I hope you were able to take something from our discussion that you can use to build the foundation of self-led leadership in your own family. If you are a parent with children 17 or younger, and especially those around nine and up, I would love to extend an invitation to you to the best club in town. The Family Architects Club is a private club where intentional parents go that wanna love, support, connect, or reconnect, and really truly help guide their kids and teach them how to self-lead in discipline and leadership. This is an online community and you are welcome to it. Parenting is a project and you are the architect of this one. You plan, you design and oversee the construction of the beginning of someone else's life. And that's what goes into these first 6,570 days and it will be the foundation for the rest of their lives. So come join the club. You can find your invitation on the front page of my website, nellieharden.com. That is N-E-L-L-I-E-H-A-R-D-E-N.com. Thank you again for being a part of this conversation today. And if something really resonated with you, or if you have a question, please don't hesitate to connect with me. You can find me on Instagram at Nellie Harden. And lastly, if you love the information, please, please leave a five-star review and a comment so more and more families can be impacted by harnessing the strength of these ideas and tools in their own families. So thank you so much. Happy building, you guys, and I'll see you next week.